Lorne Matthew Lapolion. It's got a polyon in there uh, from an old Apollo, you see. They're like these little code words. We don't even know if this guy is real. But this is what it says. When Lorne Matthew Lapolion tried to use a twist of terrorism to bring the heat down on three individuals he thought were criminals, he didn't expect to become the focus of an investigation by Canada's anti-terrorism unit. Now, I, I don't know why they say we have an anti-terrorism unit, because since 9-11 it's been reported on the mainstream government-controlled CBC uh, that the, the U.S. anti-terrorism squads and the Canadian are completely integrated. They're all integrated. And I'll be back after the following messages to give you more on this story, which may or may not be real. Who knows these days? Everybody knows that the days are loaded Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed Everybody knows the war is over Everybody knows the good guys lost Everybody knows the fight is fixed The poor stay poor The rich get rich That's how it goes Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, back with Cutting Through the Matrix. Going over a report from the Globe and Mail, that's one of the Canadian newspapers, from October the 4th on a young fellow who was supposed to be arrested for putting in a hoax to the police, and they tracked him down. And I'll continue with this, it says, but Mr. Lapoleon... I say, I don't know if this guy is real or not. They always use three names when it's generally a fake or a plant or a patsy. But Mr. Lapoleon, a handsome young man that the court heard, was emotionally troubled. I don't know what handsome has got to do with what he did. was emotionally troubled and wanted to become a computer technician. He was on the run from the law after being convicted in absentia of a hoax that triggered an investigation involving more than 20 officers and costing more than $100,000, which is a drop in the bucket these days, and have all your tax money to play with. He's believed to be the first person in Canada convicted under the 2002 Public Safety Act. Now, the Public Safety Act, if you want to find out where it first came into play, it was during the French Revolution, and they called it the Department of Public Safety. These are the guys who used to go around, and if you gave them a bad look, they'd drag you up to the guillotine and cut your head off. And the U.S., strangely enough, uh, adopted the same policy. They have a public safety department, and Canada apparently has one too. That's great how things are continual in the old conspiracy stuff to do with Freemasonry. But anyway, it says here, which criminalized terror attack hoaxes and tightened controls on biological weapons and explosives. He was also found guilty of public mischief, but not guilty of uttering a threat, and is facing a maximum sentence of five years in jail. Now, I, I don't know if this is real or not, because they could be put out just to scare the public or to make you think that something's actually happening. The important thing on the part of the Crown, see, we, we in the democracies, in the, the British democracies, have this strange democracy uh, with the Crown on top. So we're still obedient to a very old system that came in, really, with the, the Norman invasion. No one's really explained that yet. But all these characters in uniform wear, swear allegiance to the Crown first, before anything else. So 
officers and the police officers to offer a real disincentive for this type of thing because you know the resources of the police to protect people and keep us safe from terrorism are always going to be taxed. That's a little pun by the prosecutor, Ron Berum. He said Wednesday, it's particularly important that this kind of conduct be minimalized. Well, isn't that amazing how they do this tongue-in-cheek sort of Masonic uh, joke, you see? Says you know the resources of the police to protect people and keep us safe from terrorism are always going to be taxed. Oh, ha-ha, Mr. Ron Berum, which means son of um. But anyway, during his trial, Mr. Lapolian fled the low-rent hotel in Vancouver where he had lived for eight months collecting welfare checks while looking for work repairing computers. Now, someone at the welfare office should have told this character not to bother looking for work to repair computers because the time he got the parts back from the manufacturers, it would be obsolete anyway. So they should have saved them some, some trouble and found them another job. Sam Deby, owner of the Hotel Clifton, where rooms cost $380 a month, described Mr. Lapolian, 25, as a quiet, shy, polite man who was always, always neatly dressed and whose mother called him daily. Now, it makes you wonder if this is a, a report put out by police under the guise of the media, because, uh, number one, what's handsome and neatly dressed and, and, and your mum liking you got to do with anything in this kind of case? Uh, why isn't he got the low, overhanging eyebrows that kind of keeps the sun off your eyes? The stereotype that they usually give us, it's almost like this, this one is made up. But I'll continue. He indicated to me that he was in trouble one day. This is from his mum. He had to appear in court. I said, what's wrong? Did you kill somebody? He said, no, it's worse. I was accused of being a terrorist. Mr. Lapolian is thought to be hiding somewhere in Toronto or Victoria. Like, they don't know, eh? But no one can move in this country without them knowing where you are. But they, they, they tell us they don't know if he's in Toronto or Victoria, just a few thousand miles apart. For police have, have issued Crime Stopper bulletins. This picture has also been posted on YouTube. Now you know what all these little things are really for, don't you? Among other things, police are searching for him in internet cafes, which he frequented in Vancouver, sending off messages under the alias Daniel Jensen. It was one of these messages that led to him being shadowed by an anti-terrorism surveillance team and landed him in court. The Vancouver man's problems began when he hit send on a computer in an internet cafe on Robson Street the son of the robe, you see, Robson Street, transmitting a fax via a New York-based server to the Ottawa headquarters of the Integrated National Security Enforcement Team. The deliberately inarticulate note created a sense of urgency and need for immediate action among police anti-terrorism units in Ottawa and Vancouver, according to the court judgment. Hi, this is what the guy is supposed to have sent the police. Hi, I am a Muslim, and I have information on Islamic terrorist cell operating in Vancouver, B.C. The cell members is plotting to blow up the Royal Danish Consulate. Now, see, here's another strange thing, too. See, something smells rotten in, in the state of Denmark. And, and this is an old, old con game in masonry. It's a little code word they use. And you find, even before, it was Denmark supposedly gave up those jokes about the, the Islamic people uh, about eight months ago or so. Now it's the Royal Danish Consulate with some character living in Vancouver. And it says here, um, I'm not sure what time this will happen, but I will give you some names and addresses of the cell members. I'm not sure where, where the W-A-R-E, 
The explosives are being kept, I think, at some strange room out in Burnaby, close to the Rupert Skytrain, stated the facts. Now, as I say, this is, just, this is almost like a, a practice thing, this, this release, this press release. I very much doubt this character is even real. But the main part is I'm trying to get to here after all the nonsense. It's what the judge said. Provincial Court Judge Gregory Rideout, where do you get a name like Rideout, said the hoax was serious because since 9-11, Canadians, now listen to this, Canadians now live in a new world order and police have no alternative but to investigate all such threats. Now, the new world order, again, is a high Masonic term, first put out to the public, that is, by George Bush Sr. on September the 11th, 1990, and then repeated one year later on September the 11th, uh, as 91. And then, of course, we all all know about uh, 9-11 and 2001. And a new world order is part of what the reason for the Masonic um, building or creating of the U.S. was supposed to be in the first place. It's the new world. America is the new world. And this is the new world order. Very, very interesting. So I'll continue here with what the judge says. He was reckless and tend to mislead the police by creating the twist of terrorism so the police would deal with the three named individuals. This is the characters that you claimed uh, he wanted them to check out. Judge Rideout said in finding Mr. Lapolian guilty. So there you have a judge talking about the New World Order, and I guess that means maybe the Crown and democracy is out the window as well. It's hard to tell what did they mean by a New World Order. But what it means is this is the, the brave New World. That's another term for the same thing. It's the system where the big uh, psychopaths at the top run the system, they employ lots of lesser psychopaths right down to the bottom who wield the billy clubs that bash you on the old head when you don't do what you're told. This is the new world order they're talking about. A world where you can't move or do anything without permission. It's a brave new world. Brave in the sense that they break out of the old tradition of individual freedom, liberty, and the right of decision. That's what it's all about. So I very much doubt that this is really, really true. This spiel is put out in the Globe and Mail at all. It's got too many little Masonic code words in it and terms which they use and have for such a long, long time. Now, what is the New World Order? The New World Order used to be symbolized in ancient times along with the Great Pyramid, which was capped at that time. It was never capped, really, apart from the mistake they made in the measurements, because one side is actually lower than the rest but also because the capstone is above the eye of Lucifer, is in the middle, the one who has the light. The capstone is the heavens coming down to the earth, as above, so below, also symbolized by the number eight, which also means money and power by the elite at the top. But they use the eagle as well, and you'll find that in the fictitious symbol of the tribe of Manasseh from the Old Testament, you have the eagle its wings spread out and its claws. In one claw, it holds the olive branch, meaning it has the ability to make peace. Only there's 13 uh, fruits on that particular one, or 12, I should say. Or no, it is actually 13. Then its other claw, it has the arrows. It means it can fire the arrows to make war. The U.S. copied that uh, right into their symbol, their other great symbol for the seal. And all law enforcement used that at the top 
that particular eagle. And it's also got a shield over the body because the body, that which is comprised of it, the real members who run things, are always hidden from view, hidden from the public view. You'll find the same symbol in the, the, the Rothschild coat of arms. Look carefully, and you'll find it also has the same symbol hidden in there of the eagle. Only they put five of the fruits on one claw and five arrows in the other to represent not only the five points of Freemasonry, but the five sons of old Amschel Rothschild. That's what it's about. This is an old, old system going back thousands of years. Professor Carol Quigley, who was the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations, talked on tape to one of his students about this. And he did say, after poo-pooing the whole thing, he says, it is strange that they're using a symbol that was used in the occult circles thousands of years ago, meaning the Great Pyramid. And he also mentioned the strange fact that they put it on the dollar bill. Back after the, the following message, I think, I heard something on the phone. Now I'll keep talking. And if that's... Okay, here's the message. I'll be back after the following messages. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Just going over some of the farce that goes on. In today's media, amongst all the trivia that the feed is, the other trivia that is, and the sports, the sports make front page news today. And I saw that happen in Britain. I think Britain was the first country to use that technique where anything that really mattered was tucked away in the back pages. And they gave us sports on the front page as though someone scoring a goal changed the whole world and the system. And of course, you then, too, you had page three girls and then some little commentaries on comical matters, and that became your daily fare as we started on the road to going downhill. Now it's pretty well standard all over the planet. Uh, we're overdosed with sports, something, again, that Bertrand Russell, even, even further back than him, H.G. Wells, talked about in 1915. Wells says we'll build sports arenas across the planet, put people in it, and overload them with sports and trivia to keep them occupied and to give them outlets for their tribal instincts. My, 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 uh, they would never change their plans. They simply fulfill them, and we go along quite happily, never knowing what's really happening to us, thinking it's all quite natural. Now, I think we have Clarence from Oklahoma. Are you there, Clarence? Yes, I am, Alan. It's great to talk to you this evening. Uh, oh, you're, okay. You've given, I mean, uh, I had to call because, I mean, it's just such a, I think sometimes why you don't get callers, you're giving such a great exposition of what's going on, you just kind of sit here and listen, you know. Yeah, it's not bad, yeah. <laughs> and I got to thinking, and I, I thought, well, maybe I could maybe ask a question or contribute a thing or two. Mm -hmm. 
and I hope I can. And go ahead. Uh, what, uh, like I said, I, you just even changed what I was going to say originally when you said that about the sports and the, and the, uh, uh, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a diversion. Yep. Uh, whenever there are controlling ruling classes, they want a diversion mm-hmm. for the masses. That's right. And, uh, it, uh, there was a gentleman called into a talk show the other day, and he said, and I, I, I'll never forget this, and I think I'll use it. I'll start doing it myself. He said, if anybody asks him, you know, wants to talk sports, like, you know, what do you think about the game this weekend? With someone, he said, he will ask him, who's the vice president of the United States? Mm-hmm. Yep. If they can't answer him, he said, I'm not going to talk sports with you. Yeah. If you don't know who the vice president of the United States, and vote. they've done, you've seen the tapes, you've seen the little deals uh, done in various places, YouTube and others. They can go out and ask people simple questions, and they don't even know. You know? I know. That's right. And it's uh, and that's, I mean, it just falls so far into line, like what you said, with, with what this whole plan is. And it's it's working itself out just so, uh, uh, well, chillingly, I guess would be a chillingly good word. Chillingly is true, yeah. And uh, this goes back to the ancient Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, and even probably past them. Yeah, but they were the ones that came up with you. I, I did study world history in in in, in college, and uh, bread and circuses. Bread and circuses for the masses. That's what the Roman emperors knew they had to do if they wanted to hold on to power. Yes, especially towards the end, because Rome. People forget that Rome it was the United Nations of its day, mm-hmm. and the empire that they ruled over was their tax base. They taxed all the people in all the different countries they conquered and to keep them all in luxury back in Rome. And you had a three uh, system or, or, or political system there. You, you had an elite living high on the hog, very debauched as well. They used to use electric eels and throw slaves in just for entertainment for the grand finale of the parties at night. And then you had a middle class that ran the bureaucratic system over all the countries. Then you had the lower class, or the plebeians, and they gave them the sports, and they gave them the, the, the dish out, the dole. That's where the word comes from, to dole out the wine and bread every day to keep them happy. And until, of course, even their tax bases were so overloaded and overstretched, the people outside Rome began to rebel, and that started their downfall. They see that coming here, and that's why... The upper classes have already built cities and in the process of building bigger cities in China to move into. And I know lots of them are already moving out there with their families. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're coming up on a break here, but I do have one more question. Yeah. And okay. uh, if you, uh, well, I'll start now. And if we run into the break, we'll. Yeah, go ahead. Um, there, I. Here's Yeah, okay, we'll go into more of this, this history with you. Just hold on the line. All right. And we'll be back after the, the following messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their feet. 
fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Hi. I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix, and I've got Clarence on the line from Oklahoma. Are you still there, Clarence? Yes, sir. I sure am. Yeah, please continue. Okay. Uh, I'm going to kind of give a shameless plug, and I have no connection to the person, but, uh, you know, sometimes they'll ask on a show, what woke you up? Mm-hmm. And I'm 56 years old. I've been around for a while, served in the armed forces of my country, uh, worked for the, work for the uh, beast, the federal government. I like to call them almost. But uh, that's a little bit of background there. But what woke me up is I read about, and I don't know where I heard it from. It might have been, it was uh, another radio show. They interviewed a a man named Jim Mars, and he wrote a book, Ruled by Secrecy. Mm -hmm. And that book, I mean, when I read that book, suddenly, you know, I was getting to the point to where this whole left-right, Democrat, Republican, the whole paradigm was breaking down for me. It wasn't, I I could see it wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I suspected there was something underfoot. And that book really brought out points that all of a sudden things started to make sense. And uh, and that's what your show does. Because I wanted to ask you about a certain thing, and uh, I've read it, I've heard it other places, and I I keep up with, uh, try to keep up with everything. Isn't it uh, that somewhere down, uh, you know, after all the pike, I mean, all these people, this 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 stuff has been going on for hundreds, about maybe thousands of years. Yeah, these people have been around for, I mean, forever, and it's amazing their tenacity. Yeah, they will work at this generation after generation, even though they know that they are, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, be uh, mortal beings. Yeah, and they're not going to live to see the ultimate. But they'll, they're, right. they're dedicated enough to keep after it. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard. Now, I just uh, want your take on this and if you have any knowledge of this. Mm-hmm. I've I read it, but I can't remember it exactly. There is a, basically at the very top is about 12 families. And uh, this is the uh, come throughout Europe and from Asia and from around there over the years. And these 12 families, the representatives meet. There's a place in Europe, and this is above Bilderberger. This is above uh, many of the other named organizations. And I'm not sure this one has a name, but supposedly they meet in a chamber where there are 12 chairs. And apparently some numbers mean something to these people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's 12 of them. But there is a 13th chair. Which is empty. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Could, you, uh, could you, you know... Uh, Expound on that. Well, the 12 comes from the zodiac. The zodiac, there's 12 main symbols that they use. There's other symbols too, but there's 12 main symbols of the zodiac, which is only only part of a plan. Each part of the zodiac is just an esoteric. If you understand the old Greek mythologies, for instance, you'll understand what the, what the plan is for the zodiac. It's nothing to do with UFOs or anything like that, or, or, or tarot cards or, or anything like that. It's to do with the plan. You understand the plan through the zodiac. 
And the 13th one is always the sun. The sun travels through the zodiac, or that's what they say, the sun is in the house of so-and-so. The house, remember, is the same as the old so-called 12 tribes, which are only the symbols of the zodiac in themselves. There were no 12 tribes. They call them the houses of the zodiac, and it's the house of, of Leo and all the rest of them, all the different houses that the sun happens to go through. The new sun that's to appear at this particular time in history is to be a brand new sun, meaning a new king of the world, as above, so below. And so that chair is left empty for the perfect body, physical body with the perfect generations uh, to inhabit. It'll probably be something uh, that's genetically engineered in a laboratory somewhere from the top families themselves, maybe a combination of all their genes into this one perfect one. They'll be the new king of the world, and there will be a king of the world eventually, and the ones who are to be saved at the end of every age. And if you go into the, the Hindu religions, they talk about millions of years between ages, not just 25,500 years as we have with the great zodiac in the West. And they talk about um, a king of the world will, will, will take over. There's 144,000 of them. That's the perfect number to bring through from one age to the next age. Uh, the rest of the new types for the surface can be man-made today genetically as slaves. And that's the esoteric behind that. That's what that means. You'll see that in Arthur C. Clarke's movie, 2001, another one, 2010, where at the end of 2010, a new sun is born in the sky, and as above, so below. So there's a new type of man born on Earth as well. That's what it means. Amazing. And I've, I've always suspected it might be something along those lines. Yeah. And that would also explain quite a bit. Does this have, now I'll, I'll just try to throw in one more. Does this have anything to do with uh, the year 2012 in, in my Yeah, account? that's right. 2010 is to be the amalgamation complete up and running of the whole of the Americas. And 2012 is where the United Nations is openly declared to be the world parliament for the entire planet, yeah, over the three trading blocks of the world. Amazing. Well, uh, that's, that's uh, well, great information there. And, and it's nothing to do with the Mayan calendar. Mayan is just, uh, is just I am backwards, Maya. Right, yeah. And, uh, and I understand every Mason must say I am. Yeah. Say that's really, yeah, that's kind of a, they, 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 these uh, entities put up smoke screens. Oh, they certainly do. And uh, they'll they'll try to fool you with one thing and then show you something else. They'll get you off chasing. And not to say there may not be UFOs or other, but they'll get people off into that or off. But they, what they don't want is attention on themselves, and that's what we were originally talking about. Yes, and, and it's never been displayed to, to anybody in the world or any economist why there are 12 main banking families uh, that distribute uh, or give out the checks to the countries to print up money. I mean, whoever gave them the right in the first place, there's no history book that tells you about it. But that's the way it is. Uh, yeah, and yet it had to have been agreed upon somewhere uh, in the distant past for them to still be doing it today. And it's uh, like, I, you know, like I, I saw and what you're telling me, and that's why I listen to your program every day, uh, It uh, well, uh, you have to have enough of this knowledge to see that, that there's a, really an unbroken line. This yeah. is going... And that's what people don't grasp today. Mm -hmm. They don't grasp, they think history is like fits and starts. That's right. And even Carl Quigley said the same thing, that foundations have mandates and therefore outlive many generations of men. 
with the same mandate. That's why they can, they can make a plan and pull it off many generations down the road. When they gave out the, the land and the old land grabs and the, and the old racing grabs, the, the wagon races mm-hmm. for the U.S., um, they knew that those people would go out there to clear the land, turn wilderness and, and uh, swamps into real estate, and that, they're, they're all, and that these bankers' families would eventually take it off them through taxation, maybe five uh, generations down the road. That's, they knew that in advance. Yeah. That's amazing. That's even how my state got started, Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. It was through a uh, huge... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. I sure appreciate it, Alan. I mean, that was, uh, that's uh, that's one of the greatest conversations I've had with anyone in a long time. They can, they can, you know, uh, put it down, uh, condense it down. Okay. Well, you, will you call again, then, Clarence? I'll do that. Thank you okay. very much, sir. Bye now. Bye. Now, got John in Florida. Are you still there, John? Uh, hello. Hello, John. Yes, um, I'm down here in uh, South Florida. Yeah. Um, today I saw something interesting um, down in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. There was a revenue agent, uh, we call him Palm Beach Gardens Police. He was sitting in an intersection between 12 and 12.30 that I saw him. He had binoculars. He had really a high-grade quality pair of binoculars. He was sitting there in the medium in a main intersection just watching people with binoculars. Now, I think... With your listeners, we should start to pay attention to what we're doing, you know, when we're driving around, and maybe we should get cameras with zoom-in lenses mm-hmm. and start taking pictures of these cops sitting there and doing what they're doing on their off time or yeah. they're on time. Yeah, in fact, and, there was a case recently where uh, some person who was victimized by a police uh, officer in a car uh, just happened to have a video attached to his own car and managed to use it in court against the policeman who just happened to lose his own tape, his own copy of the incident. So it does help to carry a camera around with you and, and maybe even uh, have it built into the front grill or somewhere where they can't see it. Well, I mean, but uh, actually a high-quality good pair of binoculars because this uh, officer, this this revenue agent, was sitting there and there's a, there's a uh, college, there's a university right there, What's he watching? The little the little girls running, or is he just? It could very well be. What I mean, he's probably it, doing is telling up the weight and the number of little girls, and evaluating how much money they'll they'll, they'll produce in their lifetime. You know, I mean, <laughs> the, 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 this is this is definitely um, a problem that people should start paying attention to. Mm-hmm. When they drive off, they have a thirty minute lunch. So they get in the car, they go run to the store. This cop's in the intersection, and he stopped, and he's he's parked there, and maybe we should start filming. Maybe your listeners, um, and I saw this today, maybe we should start filming them, taking photos of them, and what are they doing there, and maybe, uh, because we can turn this on them. And you got to remember, no. though, you got to be careful doing it, so make sure they don't see you at the time, because these characters really are trained in such a way, and, and picked, they're, they're given psychological testing, you probably know that, that anyone with an IQ above about 97 is, is turned down for the police today, they don't want the guys are too bright, but they want them to be the steroid type that pump themselves up and who are rather aggressive. And, and they, they don't like being challenged. They take it personally. Uh, they hide the behind the law when it suits them, but they take it personally when you challenge their authority. So be very careful what you're doing. These characters are really pumped up on some drugs themselves. Well, they can be pumping them all they want. I'm actually taking it personally against these because they're revenue agents. They lie. They mm-hmm. steal. They steal from you. And the people... Everybody listen, you're, and I, I, I did, I listened to John tonight, 
um, and Robbie and, and your program. I like to listen to your program. I've been listening maybe about the last two months, mm-hmm. um, every night. Yeah. You know, you're on three nights a week. Anyway, um, and but we should start turning this on them. We should start getting evidence on them because they lie in court, and yep. you, you, you can't raise your right hand and swear to God anymore. You shouldn't raise your right hand. That's right from the statues in Egypt. Uh, you'll see them with the right hand lifted up exactly the same way, and that book in front as the left hand goes forward, making the square. That's a Masonic ritual. You're in a Masonic uh, temple when you're in the court, and you don't use their symbols. Uh, when you're when you're in their their courtroom, believe you me, mm. people should understand this. Now, all all policemen are uh, they, they become masons when they they're told to join because they have to stand up for each other. They're told they must lie on each other's behalf. That's a fact. I have all their swearing in ceremonies here and their books uh, written by masons for masons. I have them here, and the judge must always take their word over any person within the general public. So uh, this is a rigged court. I mean, the courts are rigged. You know. So you, you know, do need I, the evidence, and if you have evidence uh, such as uh, tape or, or, or photographs, make sure you have other copies stashed somewhere outside the court as well. Oh, I agree with that. Now, people, and what I'm saying is people that listen to this network, um, you, you know, at least look around and, and start noticing, like in the middle of the day, and you'll see it's a routine, and it's they routine. are following the routine. And yep. maybe we should start taking cameras and photographing them watching us. Yes, and also uh, a good movie to see is that uh, Enemy of the State. They show you that all the security cameras in stores, as you walk from one store to the next, are all integrated into the security systems, and everyone's been spied on all the time. Personally, I object to this, this constant surveillance. Oh, I do, too. I saw that movie a long time ago, and I agree with you. Uh, very good show, and thank you. I'll get off the air and listen to someone else called. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Yeah. And I also have Rick in California. Are you there, Rick? Hi, Alan. Alan. Hello. Yeah. Oh, hi. This is Rick again. I'm, I'm, I know I call a lot, but it's, you're so interesting. Your show you have so much, um, you know, stuff. You, you've taught me so much in the year that I've listened to you. Um, I have two questions I wanted to ask. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the early '90s, I was part of a um, when I was into esoteric Christianity. I was part of this church group called the. Church of Christ, but then it then it changed her name to the ICC. And that was around the time that I left because it, because it became too authoritarian. And and I noticed that ICC is also the name of the International Criminal or the International Court in Hague. Mm-hmm. And it's also the name of the IGO that 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 puts out the International Building Code that tells yeah. you you can't have a Christmas tree in, in your house unless there's a fire sprinkler on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So what does ICC mean in in high Masonic uh, esoteric tradition? IC three. Oh, IC3. You also have a trinity. Uh, oh. Same with the Masons. That's why you have uh, the apprentice up to the, the master Mason. You have a trinity and everything. You have soul, body, spirit. There's many trinities all mm-hmm. the way up the ladder. And when, when it's just IC um, or ICE, that means to stop. You put someone on, on ice. So the, the, the police put someone on ice, Paul, ice. And PO is the lowest form of humanity in, in Freemasonry, PO or PU both the same. So you have public libraries, you have politics, etc. That's the lowest form of government over the, the public, the PU. But mm-hmm. when you have um, ICC, this is IIC3, because ABC3. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, have, I have one more question. Um, do you think that smoking is, or tobacco is going to become 
like a um, in a, a controlled substance in the same class as marijuana? Are we going to have to go to a drug dealer to get a? Uh, yeah, no, there's no doubt. They have many reasons for this because they're spraying us like bugs from the sky and have been for ten years. Yeah. So they don't care about our health. There's another reason they want people to stop smoking, and it's not just for the cost of treating cancers and so on and all the other effects and bronchitis, which definitely comes from smoking, but because smoking is a form of an antidote, it prevents certain of these chemicals being absorbed by the lungs uh, and through the alveolar tissue in the lungs. Um, the nicotine actually stops it. The tar stops it from all the spraying that they're giving us, especially the tranquilizers. Yeah, because I remember you had, you had emailed that to me, and, and somebody else had made that observation too. On, on so that that makes sense to me, and um, so yeah, I mean I, I'm getting freaked out by this legislation, and because uh, they're banning smoking everywhere in public, and they're talking now they're going after the home, and it's accelerating. Yeah, they're going after the home. You're right. I read an article recently about them wanting or demanding permission to go into people's homes. Uh, through these different uh, organizations have set up even private homes. They'll have the street committees. The, the Soviet system was the same. We adopted it here, called it a different thing, and people realize it's communism. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, they want the right to go into people's homes to see if people are actually smoking inside and wow. be able to give them fines and so on. Uh, and also people selling their homes, if there's any tar or anything on the walls, nicotine, they want the right to fine them and pay for it all before the house is sold or you won't be able to sell it. Really? Where can I where can I read this? Where, I want to check this out. Where, where, uh, I'd have to go back in the mail, but I, I it was in a newspaper recently. You, you understand all these organizations are completely integrated, and they all work from the United Nations that first declared war on smoking. I'll be back after the following messages. Hang on the, on uh, the line. I'll talk to you after this break. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed Everybody knows the war is over Everybody knows the good guys lost Everybody knows the fight was fixed The poor stay poor, the rich get rich That's how it goes Everybody knows Hi folks, Alan Ward back with Cutting Through the Matrix. And are you still on the line, Rick? Oh yes, I'm still here. Yeah, uh, yeah. if you check into the history of the war on smoking, it, it came, all these wars come from the United Nations mm-hmm. and all governments since World War II just signed them into law. Uh, the UN also declared war on obesity and they want the, the right to, for everyone to be dragged in on a, a frequent basis and be weighed and measured and all the rest of it to make sure that the stock, you know, the slave stock are, are healthy for their owner's sake, that is, and, and we're more productive. So this is just um, totalitarianism to the extreme because yeah. you can't expect anything else from the psychopathic control freaks at the top. I was angry one night, you know, and then I, I started laughing because I went to the WHO website and the science is, is so... I mean, they're talking about like a, a little bit of secondhand smoke from a passerby. I know. Drifting into the classroom and affect the child's scores. Yeah, eventually you'll have anti-smoking SWAT teams that will shoot you on sight yeah. for having a puff of your smoke. I know. Uh, meanwhile, in Vancouver, for the last oh, ten years, they've been showing children at seven years old how to inject heroin safely for their own good. Safely, you see, is a key. Wow. I mean, everything is so sick and perverted in the control freak world that we live in. 
but I'll let you go because I have to get Ted in California. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, Ted in California, are you there? Hello, yes. Ted. Hello, Alan. Hello. Hi there. Um, I was researching the brain chipping meeting at Loyola that you've yeah. talked about. Yeah. Um, I came across a PBS program called The Worldwide Mind. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. It's on um, Google Video, of course, in, in six parts. It's like a giant infomercial for brain chipping. Absolutely amazing. Yes, and, and that, again, is what the occult, even through Carl Jung, too, that made many references. He coined the term uh, the global consciousness, like the global mind. This was an yes. occult uh, term used back in the, the 40s and the 50s, but even he knew where this was going. He wasn't yeah. too pleased himself at the ultimate uh, physical brain chip. Yeah, it just it just broke my heart to watch it. And amazingly, they use Aldous Huxley as a character who talks. Ah, that's right. That's right. I read that. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so we're we're living in an agenda has never changed. And again, Thomas Jefferson said that when you see different changes of government, but an agenda is carried on, then you know you're under secret tyranny. And that's what you have been uh, since the UN was formed. Yeah. It doesn't matter. As long as they put their own boys at the top, as Quigley said, uh, the, the, the all-party leaders and the top cabinets are all pre-picked and selected. The ones down below are allowed a certain competition between parties. But the ones at the top are all picked long before the public even hear their names. Yeah. They're vetted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Alan. Thanks for calling. Yeah, that's true, um, uh, the global consciousness, the universal consciousness was pushed. That's why the New Age also was told to push this idea, to get them all used to the idea of being linked together like the Borg, with the Borg mind, the original B, B-Org. That's what it's all about. Well, from Hamish, my dog, myself up here in Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.